0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we showcased another recent episode of Thoughts and Coffee because with the title, Failed Predictions, Bananas, and a Supercharged Supply Chain, how could we not? I was joined by a good friend of the show, VP and supply chain strategist at Sleep Number Corporation, Ashley Yentz, to dive into some of the ways organizations can level up, create visibility, achieve agility, and drive sustainability in the supply chain. And we had fun looking back and reflecting on which of the big trends for 2023 came to fruition and which ones did not and which ones are we going to carry over to 2024. It was a really fun show. Tuesday's Thoughts and Coffee episodes are totally different to our Let's Talk Supply Chain ones and it's always a blast to shake things up. If you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com or on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 382. When you're looking for cutting-edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain, where do you go? What about when you're on a mission to find like-minded professionals and cultivate relationships that go beyond an emoji reaction? And what about when you're trying to generate leads, build campaigns, and get ahead of the game in the unique world of supply chain marketing? Supply Chain has been missing a single collaborative hub that brings people and ideas together in an environment that is safe yet stimulating for everyone. Until now, just one platform that's as dynamic and innovative as as you are. Welcome to the Secret Society of Supply Chain, a private network for the supply chain community. An industry first brought to you by supply chain media entrepreneur Sarah Barnes Humphrey. The Secret Society of Supply Chain brings professionals of all backgrounds and experience levels together in the industry's largest dynamic network focusing on industry learning and career development as well as networking and community the secret society of supply chain hosts all the content connection and creativity you need for supply chain success But which group is for you? Well, head over to letstalksupplychain.com, find the Secret of Society banner, and take the quiz and join our waitlist. There are limited number of spots available, so make sure to get on that waitlist so that you are one of the first into the Secret Society of Supply Chain. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we begin, I have a little brain teaser for you. Today's guest is dedicated to creating efficient supply chains. But how much food waste have they helped their customers to save? What do you think? Well, let me know your guests over on social and keep listening because I'm going to let you know at the end of the show. So today I'm joined by a brand whose unified supply chain and retail planning platform helps retailers and consumer brands sell more and waste less. Any idea who it is? Well, I'll reveal it all after the poll of the week. So we ask you a question every single Wednesday morning, and thank you so much to everyone who participates in those because we all win together when we can come together and share perspectives. Now, this question came from Gaines. What's preventing you from achieving the supply chain outcomes you desired in 2023? Well, we had over a hundred votes for this one. 37% of you said culture isn't open to change. Now we talk about change management on the show in a variety of ways all the time. And Tudor actually said from Wise Tech that. For change management to work, we need to sit in the uncomfortable. And I'm wondering if maybe people just aren't sitting in the uncomfortable to bring the change to the organization. I don't know what's happening here but we definitely need to put more focus on change management. 28% of you said processes, tech, and expertise. 27% of you said frequent unplanned disruptions. Michael says budget restraints. Benita said all of the above. Lisa says people, there are a lot of lone wolves out there. And Mark, but also cultural change, which definitely goes to what we were talking about as far as culture not being open to change. So thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. We ask you a question every single Wednesday morning across the Let's Talk supply chain, LinkedIn and Instagram. So go and be part of that conversation. And now back to today's episode and which innovative tech brand is joining me today? Well, it's Relax Solutions. Relax helps retailers and consumer brands drive profitable growth across Across all sales and distribution channels by maximizing customer satisfaction and minimizing oper- operative costs. Its platform helps companies align and optimize demand, merchandise, supply chain, and operations planning across the end to end value chain. And today I'm joined by two guests. I've got Caitlin, Vice President of Professional Services, and Alex, Lead Solution Principal at Relex. And Katie led implementations for C.H. Robinson before bringing her experience and commitment to excellence and results to Relax. And Alex began, began his career at Target's Minneapolis headquarters before his passion for optimizing supply chain processes also led him to the brand. Now today, Katie will be telling me all about her recent Woman in Supply Chain Award win, her experiences as a woman in the industry, and her career journey, and then she and Alex Alex will talk to us about RELX and what they do, the challenges in retail supply chain, and putting sustainability at the heart of everything they do. So welcome to the show, Alex and Katie. How are you today? Doing really well. How are you? Good, Great. good, good, good. So tell everybody who you are and what you do. Alex, we'll start with you first.
1: Sure. I'm Alex Jobin. I am a lead solution principal at RELX. Uh, my job is basically to demonstrate our software and and answer any questions that anyone has about it.
0: Cool, you're the guy.
1: I'm the guy. (laughs) All
0: right, Katie, what about you?
2: I'm the Vice President of Professional Services for the Americas. Mm -hmm. Um, I lead all of our implementations make sure that we have the happiest customers in the industry
0: happiest customers in the industry. That should be your new tagline. Is it your tagline? I think it's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So Katie, you are a winner of the Woman in Supply Chain Award for 2023. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. Um, We were honored to be the sponsor for that award. So super excited to have you here on the couch or on the chair, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What does an honor like that actually mean to you and for your career?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a huge recognition. I've been in supply chain for 12 years now. um, And I just think it's amazing that we have these awards for women in supply chain. Um, For me, it's just, you know, I really think of it, it, they said, don't be humble when I was doing the thing, but I work with self-advocacy, self-advocacy, which is not like a natural Mm -hmm. thing for most people, but um, I work with such an amazing team and I've had so many great mentors and I love the industry. I love the people that I get to meet, the customers we work with and the amazing products we come into our orbit. So it was a huge honor and it was honestly such a great event.
0: Right? Yeah. And it was so good. I shared a video with all the award winners standing up, and they were, like, waving at the camera. Yeah. You know, everybody's so excited. I love to see that. And for us to come together and yeah. talk about it, I mean, I know you weren't there. I wasn't there. But and I'm good. sorry. But next time, you're going to have to be there.
1: Katie absolutely deserves every uh, award <laughs> that comes your way. So
0: how did you originally get into supply chain? Let's talk a little bit about that journey. Uh,
2: not by not by choice. It was not my major any or anything. Did well, Yeah. Maybe today. Yeah, maybe today. And now it is. I mean, today it's such a huge field and there's so much interest and the world knows what supply chain is now. But um, when I graduated college, I thought I was going to go into finance and be a banker and work in hedge funds. And then uh, that dream quickly dissipated, immediately graduating. (laughs) But I went to school in Minnesota (laughs) and my friend worked for a really large logistics company. and told me about the culture and what she was doing. It sounded so fun and problem solving. So I immediately switched over to that. Mm-hmm. Really fell in love with implementing and working with data and mm-hmm. leveraging that to build supply chain solutions. Um, so yeah, I fell into it by chance. But once you get into supply chain, it's just this multifaceted problem that's always evolving and keeps you on your toes. And it's hard to it's hard to leave such a fascinating it industry. Kind of
0: grabs you, yeah, and like you can't leave. Did you find that as very well?
1: much so? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just takes you and. Can't, uh can't leave. I know.
0: It happened to me. I mean, I've been in the industry almost 25 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. the people. I love what we do. <laughs> I love the problem solving, the technology. Mm-hmm. And it's such an exciting time to be in the industry. Yes. Right? There's so many new things, so many things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so for anybody listening, if you're thinking about getting into supply chain, you've got three people right here. Do it. Who are saying do, do it. it. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely do it. Now, what's it like being a woman? In the industry. And have you, like, really had that seat at the table? Was it a struggle Mm. to do that? Was it easy? What did that look like?
2: It's, it's It wasn't easy, and I began right when I graduated from college, so often I wasn't at the table, and I was often the only woman or the youngest only woman in the room, See, which just feels, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard when you don't have a role model to look to to say, like, wow, look at that person really advocating for themselves and talking right. for themselves when you're the only one in the room. Um, I'd say the industry has gotten so much better. I mean, it continues to grow, and we're leveraging technology, and women are so interested in getting yeah. into STEM. Um you know, I, I've had great role models as my career has progressed. I've had great mentors. Um, you know, I've had different experience. I worked in different ends of the supply chain, so logistics was a bit more male-dominated, even yeah. in the customer settings um, at Relex with working in more retail and more technology. A lot of women. I'll give you like a quick anecdotal story yes. of when I interviewed with, with Relax. So um, I traditionally always been the only woman and the, o- the youngest woman in the room in okay. um, almost all of my career. And then I came to Relax and my interviews were predominantly with women. And okay. I was like, wow, this is really refreshing. This feels different. Um, I joined the company and my first like aha moment was week one. We had a call with the customer, super tier one, top 10 retailer in the world customer, And it was myself and three women. And we were talking about data, technology. We were recommending how they would solve these supply chain solutions. And I left the meeting and I was like, that felt so great that I was surrounded by Three super intelligent, driven, strategic women. Like, this is the right company for me, and this is a good spot in the supply chain industry. I just
0: got goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, how powerful is that? Yes. And, like, I'm so glad you said that story because for anybody listening, again, who's just starting their career, thinking about where do I go from here, what does that look like? hmm you know, just to think about what is possible, yeah. and it is possible because you lived it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. I appreciate you for sharing that. Now, yeah. what kind of impact are you making in supply chain at Relax? I mean, you just shared an incredible story, but I'm sure you have some more. So let's yeah. get <laughs> on. So I
2: joined when i employee number 26 in the Americas. So we joined, okay. we were a small, smaller group here. Now we're closer to over 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, you know, we've really looked at how do we recruit to bring more women in or just to have a more diverse funnel of candidates when Mm -hmm. we're looking um, to to new hires but uh, internally I've taken on quite a few mentoring roles which I really enjoy in there we don't have a formal mentoring program, which I actually prefer. I think those yeah. organic mentoring opportunities. That's what we those, talked
0: about at the event uh, yeah, too. We yeah. want it to be a little bit more You informal. know, you see
2: something in someone you're like, wow, she really owned that conversation. Or I like the way that she took like uh, an example and then yeah. correlated to a best practice or a recommendation. Um, and so you find those mentors and you say like, can you teach me how you do that? And so that's yeah. how I formed a lot of relationships in the company. Awesome. Uh, we also started <laughs> WAR, Women at Relax, a little acronym for you. Um, uh, <laughs> More? It was it just ended okay. up being that, W at R. Um, and it was really just about women, but also, you know, male allies coming to, together to talk about where do women feel like they need more support? What mechanisms mm-hmm. can we do to... Um, really make sure that women's voices are included at the table. So, you know, using tools like uh, echoing. So, echoing what someone says to ensure that their name is associated to an idea. Okay. Um, so, just these like small things, but you can see they make an impact in that. Like, yeah. we have a really close culture now and you see women represented in all facets of, of relics awesome. in the industry.
0: Well, and Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot here sure. a little bit because we were talking earlier. This is not part of what we were going to talk about, <laughs> but I think you have some stories about Katie that maybe you want to throw in here because they Kind of got to do with mentorship,
1: I guess, too. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Katie was actually one of the first people that I talked to when I was uh, interviewing at at RELAX. Uh, She was a mentor. My first Mm -hmm. uh, basic job at RELAX was doing implementation, so um, all of the feedback that Katie was able to give me, whether that was how I presented, um, things that I should work on, uh, making sure that I empowered the the team around me Mm -hmm. um, was was hugely helpful. Uh, And although now I don't get to work with Katie on a a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. um, she's still a huge mentor.
0: But so we brought you together. together on Finally. the couch in the chair today. <laughs> All it took
2: was a podcast to get us back together. Exactly. <laughs> I love
0: that. So let's just talk a little bit about advice. What advice would you give to women looking to get into the industry, who are in the industry and looking to maybe up their career?
2: Yeah. Um, first, for any anybody in the industry, outside of the industry, it's so important to advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. If you want something, if you're interested in something, express it, find mentors, find books, find seminars, conferences, like there are so many avenues. Um, Now with podcasts and social Mm -hmm. media, like you can really learn anything on the fly. Um, So advocate for what you want, talk to your team, um, and then find the right fit, I think fit at a company is so important Mm -hmm. and fit within an industry as I said supply chain is huge there's so many facets to it find the part that really speaks to you and that you're passionate about and then find a company whose values and culture aligns with your own Um, I think that's like a huge thing there are amazing companies within the supply chain that are out there and they're doing great innovative things but maybe culturally you're not aligned so um, lots of opportunities to find that like perfect fit
0: well and that's okay too right
2: Completely. Like,
0: I just want to reiterate that. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. And that's okay. You're Mm going to find it. Yep. Right. I love all of that advice. Now, what advice would you give to organizations to really, um, you know, hear diverse voices, underrepresented parts of their community? Um, and create that supportive culture yeah. because that's what everybody's looking for. Mm-hmm. Some people get it right, some people get it wrong, and I think that's one thing to really point out is sometimes mm-hmm. they do get it wrong. Yeah, but it, but if they're trying, yes, right, yeah, and they're listening and they're they're changing things. Mm-hmm. That's also, we, we got to give each other some grace on that, too. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. I did a panel um, about returning back to work for working moms. So I've had, I've had two children. I've done this return. And we were with the the Mom Project, so okay. a really great organization that tries to get mothers back into work. And we, were, um, we had a few panelists on. And one mentioned that even if a company isn't at the spot they want to be, because there are a lot of companies that are in startup or in their different business cycles, that if they are aligned with you in their long-term vision of how they want to get to a certain place, of how they want to improve DE and I aspects, or improve parental leaves, or things like that, if they're working towards it, that's progress. Not everyone can flip how they're able to right. support employees overnight, but I think it's important that you find companies that, in, and that companies have a strategy of how they want to get mm-hmm. there. You know, here's a three, six, nine-month plan to right. get there. Um, But I do think it starts with, you know, talking about it and being very direct in what they want to achieve. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to have diverse talent pools. We want to see, you know, internal development. And some of that goes to the managerial level of, like, giving good feedback, Mm -hmm. you know, really being supportive, ensuring that there aren't biases and that we're openly talking about what biases could exist within an organization. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think just being, like, Self-critical of your own organization, um, coming up with long-term plans of how you're going to implement DE and I efforts over time,
0: and have a voice. Yeah, too right. Be mm-hmm. I mean, one of those people who are speaking up. Yeah, it doesn't need to be aggressive or anything like that. Yeah. It just needs to be, hey, you know, I'm noticing this. Yeah, can we change it? Mm-hmm. Maybe look to change it. Have a conversation with everybody to see if that's what everybody wants. Yeah,
2: and allyship right? is so important as well. Yeah. I think like you know those of minority voices often are the ones that are like, well, they are the ones speaking for themselves. I think like having allies to speak on their behalf is so impactful and that's what really creates a culture because that creates that team dynamic of
0: supporting each other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all right, so let's talk about Relax. Yeah. I think everybody listening is probably like, because we've said Relax a few times, (laughs) what do they do? And we'll get to that in just a minute. But Alex, talk to us about what supply chain is going through right now, because I think that the demand really is, you know, largely normalized or it has normalized. But customer expectations are still at an all time high of what they're expecting from the companies that they're buying from, the companies that they're working with, partnering with, right? So talk to us about that. And what are some of the challenges we're facing right now?
1: Sure, yeah. I think I think companies um, are definitely facing a changing um, customer mindset. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was, um, you know, wherever the product is, that's where I'll go. Right. I think one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now within retail in particular mm-hmm. is omnichannel, okay. is the ability to get product where mm-hmm. you want it, wow. how you want it, when you want it, yep. um, which is which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes it very complex for mm-hmm. retailers to understand where should I be placing inventory
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep. um, and how spread out their inventory is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grocers and, and other retail industries, they're investing in uh, micro-fulfillment centers. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways mm-hmm. that product can get to an end consumer, yep. which makes your supply chains so much more um, technically difficult um, and <laughs> retailers are, are struggling with that yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what we're seeing with, with the industry.
0: So many moving parts.
1: So many, really? mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: like, and you want to get people in the stores so people yeah. are coming to pick up product mm-hmm. in the stores and we're all consumers too, right? Yep, definitely. And so we know exactly what we want mm-hmm. and also getting customer feedback and things like that are really important. Definitely. But with all those moving pieces, how do you optimize it's right. How do you get the right data in the right places? How do you figure out that the product is in the right places? I know a lot of people have reduced SKUs. Mm-hmm. skew counts yep. right mm-hmm. since the pandemic right mm-hmm. inventory is kind of lo- normalized but what are we keeping in stock are we still doing just in case are we doing just in time there's yep. so many questions <laughs> out there yeah so talk to us about relax who are you what do you do exactly how do sure. you help your customers
1: yeah so relax is a global software platform um, that allows retailers consumer uh, package good industries and wholesalers to understand their supply chains mm-hmm. um, whether that is the demand, the Mm -hmm. space that they manage, um, the promotions that they might be running, as well as how do they manage their workforce um, within within all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So our platform basically allows all of our partners to be able to manage all of that demand, all of those nodes in an optimized manner using machine learning and artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence to uh, direct product to where it needs to be mm-hmm. for the customer.
0: Amazing, and sort Good. of optimize supply chains, right? Yeah. You have anything mm-hmm. else to add to that? I mean, Relix is so dynamic. There's so many different things that you help your customers with, right?
2: Yeah, we really do. It's amazing to see how you might have a, you might go into a conversation with the mindset of like, Relix can fix this one thing for me. And by the end, you're like, wow, <laughs> I didn't realize how impactful this could actually be on a broader and we look big picture and we try to really see like what's the end goal and how can we remain agile and flexible right. with our
0: customers. Right, so um, I want to talk about demand planning. sure, Because I think we've been talking a lot about visibility, but mm. more recently visibility has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat to demand planning. Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking at demand planning and orchestration before they're looking at visibility because they're understanding that that component really needs to come first. Mm -hmm. And I think you're seeing 99% forecast accuracy and up to 83% reduction in stockouts, which... Those are incredible numbers. So talk to us about that. What does it look like? How are you providing those results for your customers?
1: Sure, so our demand forecasting solution uses machine learning and AI to understand all aspects of customer demand. Mm -hmm. So whether that is what promotion is happening now, what's happened historically, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in in the future, those are all things that that we'll take into into the data. Now, all of that data is is super important, um, but where we see massive benefits is how do we correlate all of that data? Mm -hmm. today's Wednesday, it's raining, and um, we have three or four different promotions. We might have a category promotion that's 10% off, but we might also have a certain item um, that is being promoted elsewhere in the store that has a a certain effect on on different products. So Mm -hmm. all of those correlations are really, really difficult for traditional solutions Mm -hmm. to understand that demand for us, we can take all of that, as well as external data, whether that's weather or Mm -hmm. whether that is local event data, and we can bring that into our solution and understand all of those different impacts, Mm -hmm. which allows us to basically get those 99% forecast accuracies metrics.
0: Amazing, and I mean, really, at the end of the day, we need to have all of that data, but a lot of people don't really know what to do with it, and where Mm -hmm. to put it, if it's accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the right technology for us um, but the other side of that is fulfilling that demand. And yeah. you at Relax has a lot, have a lot of supply chain solutions. So let's dive deeper into that. Sure. What are those solutions? How are your customers using that um, to really optimize what they're doing with their supply chains and making the most of it for their customers? Because that's what it's really all about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right? It's about their, your customer's customer. And mm-hmm. what does that look like? How are they getting their product? Are they coming back and buying
1: Definitely. So you can have the best forecast in in the world, but if you can't actually (laughs) replenish to that demand, um, it it has no meaning, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what we do is is forecast is the core of our solution, Mm -hmm. but we take that and we transform those forecasts into um, uh, replenishment-driven processes that allows our retailers and and our different customers to actually have inventory available. So Mm -hmm. whether that inventory is you know, non-fresh or mm-hmm. fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Fresh is a big topic for, for us that we, can, that we can talk about. Um, but all of that is optimizing those, those safety mm-hmm. stocks the other thing that we'll do is we'll take that demand and we'll actually plan space based on future okay. demand or current mm-hmm. yeah. demand, right? Okay. So that's great. Um, If so don't I have out a lot of
0: space. Exactly, right? <laughs> we, or, <laughs> we saw that in the pandemic, Definitely.
1: Yeah. Or if a certain item is selling well at a certain location, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. should plan for more space. Right. Now, if you're just okay, looking exactly. historically, mm-hmm. um, you don't necessarily um, have those insights. So yeah. connecting that, that forecast to space solutions like mm-hmm. the planogramming or mm-hmm. the macro space, which categories should be. Yeah. Um, placed in in certain areas or what your flow should be is also part of that. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of the other solutions uh, that we have is actually uh, promotion management. So which promotions should we run when and what should those prices be? Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that will take into account um, for for our solutions. Mm -hmm. And then once you understand... How much demand you're going to have, mm-hmm. when inventory is getting to your stores, your locations, how much space you'll have. Yeah, We can actually take that information and transform that into how many hours do I need in order to execute on that okay. demand or any mm-hmm. of that, that replenishment, receiving yeah. um, any of the... Um, actual checkout work, all of that stuff, we can we can forecast. And I
0: talk a lot about collaboration between supply chain and marketing. And you're uh-huh. really speaking my language. Talk about the promotions, <laughs> yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. sales and marketing are like, yes, we can do it. <laughs> And operations and supply chain are like, no. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, we don't have space. <laughs> exactly. And or I haven't placed that order yet. Or yeah. why didn't you tell me three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, but you're really bringing everybody together to mm-hmm. think like that. Yep. I think that's part of the challenge too, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we have to make sure that each of those people or teams that are involved in things like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: will bring it up. and will understand the impact or at least use the technology to be able to bring everybody together. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, it is so important for teams, retailers, CPG, to work together in collaboration because their strategy is all the same. Mm-hmm. Happy customers. They want end yeah. consumers to be happy with their experience, with their products. So, um, you know, it's a unified vision that they all have. This mm-hmm. just helps them to see the full picture of it by using one tool like yeah. Relex. But
0: I hate when somebody runs a promotion <laughs> and they have like one product in mm-hmm. stock yep. and you get there and you're like i can't wait to get this promotion yeah. and they're like we're sold out yeah and then they don't give a rain check Yep, and
1: then
0: you're like mm. yep.
1: <laughs>
0: you know like how many customers are you losing
2: yeah right
0: Huge. we need to plan for this people mm-hmm. we need to plan for this and keep customers yes so one question i have for you do you have an ideal client Like what does an ideal client kind of look Mm. like for you? Like if I'm in the audience Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I love what Alex and Katie are talking about. I really, really want to learn more, but I also want to know if I'm the right fit. Mm. Sure. What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so for us, we work with all size um, retailers, wholesalers, and, and CPG companies. Okay. Um, normally, what we do best is um, how to actually scale these operations. If you have one or two two stores, this solution probably doesn't uh, make sense. Okay. Um, but if you have 100 2000 with family dollar dollar tree we're Mm -hmm. managing 18,000 of of their stores um Mm -hmm. being able to scale this is huge um the other piece is an ideal client who is looking for improvements in inventory Mm -hmm. while maintaining availability i mean that's that's really the core of our solution is making sure that we can reduce inventory get Mm -hmm. better forecasts to understand where inventory should be and then also um we are a perfect match for fresh um, for, okay. For fresh retail. So, mm-hmm. so the um, food
0: supply chain. So the food supply yeah. chain is, yes. is huge for us. <laughs> I just talked about the banana supply chain the other yeah. day on one of my shows and it was fascinating.
1: It's incredible. Yeah.
0: And like bananas don't need packaging because mm-hmm. they are already packaged. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, and it was just fascinating to really understand what a banana goes through from, mm-hmm. you know, where it's produced or mm-hmm. manufactured, or grown, mm-hmm. uh, to how it gets to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love those kind of stories. So Definitely. yeah. <laughs> food supply chain is amazing. All right, now let's, bring this all to life. Do you have a case study for us? Like paint us a picture of somebody you worked with. Like sure. what was the challenge that they came to you with? What part of your solution, or maybe it was the full solution that they used and what was the ROI and benefit of that?
1: Sure. So one of my favorite cases is um, Bunting. They're a $1 billion um, grocer in Germany. Oh. Um, they came to us, okay. they have 250 stores and, and they're consistently um, growing year over year. They came to us with a basically a three-pronged approach. We want to make sure that we can maintain our availability in our stores. Mm-hmm. Um, we really struggle with fresh because okay. safety stocks are that we have right now are not optimized yeah. for that. Um, and then we also struggle with all of our analysts just have too much work to do. Um, mm-hmm. They can't. They can't deal with everything. I'm
0: glad the organization saw that, though.
1: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, our that's people huge. are overworked. Definitely. And I come from <laughs> retail, you, and that for us is 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 huge. So yeah. what we did is is we implemented our forecasting and replenishment solution with mm-hmm. those guys. Um, and normally this takes you know anywhere from six to eight months to implement. So okay. it can go live yep. pretty quickly. And what they saw um, was after using the solution, after getting comfortable, they saw a, around a 24% reduction in um, food waste. So Yay. that's Yay. massive. I mean, in terms of sustainability, it's, yeah, it's which huge. which we're going to talk about. And mm-hmm. then in terms of just ROI, it's massive mm-hmm. for, for yeah, a company yeah. of that size. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we reduced their in-stocks by around 7%, wow. um, which was huge. And yep. then that third facet, which... I'm very passionate about was the analyst. Um, they became 30% more efficient mm-hmm. um, with Ooh, with their work, right? They know
0: what else they could do in their day? Definitely, yes. so
1: much more, so much more analysis wow. that they can do, mm-hmm. and actually value added work. So yeah. for us, that's Love huge. Love
0: that. And I bet that they were happy.
1: Oh, most definitely. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of really the true value in all of this, too, right? Because mm-hmm. we talk about retention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We want our supply chain people to stay, mm-hmm. analysts to stay. Mm-hmm. How do we make their life easier? and you know knowing that you can partner with like a relax to do that yep um, and really understand the impact of that is amazing. Now let's talk about sustainability. Sure. Relex won an award, I think, for the best sustainability initiative in 2023. I mean, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Um, and I think, you know, I've done some work with RELUX in the past, and I understand that sustainability really is at the heart of what you do. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that. How is your solution helping your customers sort of meet their ESG goals? What impact is that gonna have on the industry? Um, and on the environment
1: sure, I mean sustainability you you said it is huge to to our core values as mm-hmm. as a company mm-hmm. um, but retail is is incredibly inefficient um, mm-hmm. when it comes to um, how how things work and, and how we can optimize that so yeah. what we 'll normally see as far as um, retail is concerned is there 's an eight to ten percent um, uh, basically, of all greenhouse um, gases produced, mm-hmm. are are due to retail. Right. Um, so, for us, what we'll normally see is anywhere from ten to forty percent reduction in wow. um, spoilage. So, that if we just take fifteen yeah. percent of of that and apply it throughout retail, mm-hmm. it's absolutely massive the right. the impact. That's mm-hmm. basically seven hundred and fifty thousand tons of co2 equivalents that we can take out just by optimizing your your food um much more efficiently and Mm -hmm. and much more um more in in an optimized manner what does it mean
0: to you as well katie as far as like you know the impact that your you and your company your teams are making mm -hmm. on the industry and the environment
2: yeah i mean i think it's so important for all of us to be cognizant of what's happening in the environment and it feels great to work for a company that not only talks the talk but we walk the walk we really care about it it's mm-hmm. at the core of what we do we even have our own internal initiatives to support these you know reducing spoilage you know reducing our co2 imprint on right. on the world and so it feels great. And then it feels so satisfying to work with a customer and seeing those benefits mm-hmm. come to fruition. And in a nine-month period, you know, you start the implementation. And by the end, we're starting to have a huge impact. And it feels great, you know. Yeah. It's it's an exciting company to be a part of. And just that we really are passionate
0: about this. Mm-hmm. And our
2: customers get the benefit out of it.
0: Yeah. And you walk the walk. Yeah. Right? That's, yes. that's what we want to see when people are talking about sustainability, because it can be such a buzzword, Definitely. right? It can yes. be a checkbox. Mm-hmm. Yep. We don't want it to be that way. Absolutely. And it's really important to partner, mm-hmm. right? I we No one person can do this on their own. We all have to collaborate and partner and come together mm-hmm. to make sure that we make the impact. So let's talk about the future.
1: Sure. What
0: does the future hold at RELX? Can you give us some, maybe spill, spill the tea a little bit, sure. On <laughs> what we can expect from relax in the future?
1: Sure. So Uh, with Katie's team she is going to continue to uh, implement huge projects that are gonna make massive impacts um, for our customers Uh, in terms of the actual product uh, we are continuing to update um, our, our product. Some of the things that we focused on uh, this year would be the, the being able to, to manage promotions yeah. and helping retailers to, to manage those. Um, but at the beginning of the year, we also noticed that price mm-hmm. was was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation comes in, into play. Yeah. And how do we react? And what should our price be? Mm-hmm. So in the future, um, we're going to be able to, to really help our, our clients in, in terms of, um, pricing, uh, not just promotions, but also okay. also that daily price as well, which mm-hmm. is which is going to be massive uh, value add for all of our clients.
2: Awesome. Anything you want to add before we go? We're just going to keep growing and innovating. I mean, <laughs> you know, we keep up. We we kind of get a little bit ahead of the industry and, and help retailers and and wholesalers and CPGs make those good decisions before they know they need them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think that we'll continue to surprise everyone with more exciting innovations. And as
0: your shirt says, born to relax. We're born to relax. What does yours say? Let's <laughs> see. Mine
1: says, plan better, sell <laughs> more, and waste less. less.
2: less.
0: <laughs> all right. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you?
1: Sure. Uh, you can go visit our uh, website, mm-hmm. relaxsolutions.com. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from there, you can find lots of case studies and, and mm-hmm. see all the great work we're doing.
0: Awesome. And yeah. you're both on LinkedIn, I would assume. Yep. Both on LinkedIn. All right. So go and find them and flood their inboxes (laughs) uh, with all your questions that you might have. Um, But it's been an absolute pleasure. I've done some work in the past. Like I said, I emceed the Mm -hmm. virtual event that you had a couple of years ago. And I love working with the team at Relax. So thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your passion, sharing what you're doing at Relax, sharing your journey and your story so that we can inspire other folks in the community. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. so much. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity bottom line and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed, hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. So did you have a guess at today's big question? Well, at the top of the show, I asked you, Relax is dedicated to creating efficient supply chains, but how much food waste have they helped their customers to save? Well, in 2022, Relax customers saved over 11 million kilos of food waste. That is the equivalent of preventing over 35,000 tons of CO2 from hitting the atmosphere. It's clear that sustainability and good business definitely go hand in hand. If you'd like to hear more from us at Let's Talk Supply Chain, we feature the best and the brightest in the industry. So head over to letstalksupplychain.com because if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. And you want to go and check it out. Use the search bar to search your keywords. So all that content will come up. You can listen to podcast episodes and find out if you're the right fit for the company that you're potentially looking at for the solution to your challenge. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of Women in Supply Chain. And let me tell you, this one is different. I am bringing all the women together and we are going to be talking about a hot topic. How do we invest in each other? How do we invest in ourselves? How do we stop the free? We're always giving stuff out for free and doing things for free. And there's a lot of things that we don't think about when it comes to that. And so I'm bringing all the ladies together and we're going to be talking about this hot topic for this month's episode of our Women in Supply Chain series. It's going to be awesome so make sure that you don't miss it now if you enjoyed the show there's a few ways to support us you can follow us on linkedin instagram and tiktok you can subscribe to our youtube channel and subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com we also have some really cool merch in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com for everybody go and check it out and uh, definitely for the supply chain in, in you or the supply chainers in your life, we've got something for everybody. And if you're looking for a community to join of like-minded individuals, of a place where you can get exclusive content and learn best practices from some of the industry leaders, well, we have got a community for you. It's called the Secret Society of Supply Chain and it's three groups. The first one is called the Supply Chainers and it's exclusive content with some of the biggest supply chain leaders talking about best practices practices and how you can take that into your organization. We've also got some online networking so that you can chat to like-minded individuals in the industry. Then we've got a virtual monthly meetup for women in supply chain professionally facilitated. And that is for personal and professional career development. You're getting together on a regular basis. And then we've got a virtual monthly meetup for marketing professionals in supply chain called the Creative Room. Led by me, we are going to do mini focus groups, bring in the experts so that you can take your marketing to the next level. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to get the information and sign up now. And next, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.